I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, Hello and welcome to Friends with Friends, a podcast where usually we invite a friend on to discuss friends and we dissect that episode of Friends. But we're going to do things a little bit differently today. It's a special, Dave. It is a special. Hello. Uh, Ahoy hoy, etc, etc. Yeah, it's really just Friends, isn't it, today? Yeah. (laughs) Which uh, is already the name of a programme, so we maybe were falling afoul of sort of copyright laws. But uh, Friends with Us, let's call it that. Special friends. It's a special friends. We're basically taking a couple of weeks uh, uh, of a break while we uh, record the next batch of friends with friends. It's not very boring behind the scenes nonsense, isn't it? That you don't really need to know. Yes. But in the meantime, rather than just leaving you with nothing, we thought, why not? me and Pete do a couple of uh, mini special episodes in the middle, just so there's still something there on your phone every week to download um, yeah. and you don't miss us too much. You know how sometimes uh, the creators of Friends, from time to time, they got ever so slightly lazy and instead of writing a whole episode, they do some sort of special involving clips of previous episodes. Yes. Now, we've got slightly lazy and decided <laughs> to uh, an episode based purely on those specials because there's only a handful of them that's the thing and, and you know what we could have done pete we could have just clipped up our own podcast and done a special <laughs> where we did clip show ourselves but we haven't done that so instead yeah what we are going to do there are six of them in total uh, six friends clip shows but in, yeah. you know they all actually do still have a relevance to the ongoing plot of friends and there's still mm-hmm. a bit of the episode uh, that is important to us as Friends fans to make sure we document. And look, understandably, none of our guests are ever going to choose these clip shows, are they? No, nah, they're not the most ever. memorable ones, are they? Well, they're not the most memorable ones. And there's, you know, very little to talk about, which is why this podcast is probably going to be shorter than normal. But <laughs> that is the nature of the business. We still want to make sure that by the end of this podcast series, we've documented every single episode of Friends. So what better way to do it? than for us to address these clip shows ourselves. Make sure we've talked through the bits that aren't clips because there are a fair few bits and still things to talk about. And then, you know, we just, we've been comprehensive in our coverage, haven't we, Pete? Which is all we can really want to do at this stage. Yeah. And what we're going to do is we're going to do them in the order that they appeared in the series as well. So we are starting with the first time that Friends ever did a bit of like a clip episode. We're starting with the first one of those. We are. And that one is, Pete, season four, episode 21, the one with the invitation. Uh, I've got the synopsis up here as per usual. So uh, like I say, there is still plot to these. So here is what happens. Phoebe's frustrated that she won't be able to attend Ross's wedding in London due to her pregnancy. Meanwhile, Ross surprises Emily by inviting Rachel to the wedding, causing him to reminisce about their time together. Rachel, though, believes it will be too heartbreaking to watch, so she decides not to go. 
So actually, mm-hmm. you know, there's actually quite a poignant moment at the end of this episode, which we'll come on to when Rachel basically decides not to go to Ross's wedding. So um, yeah. in terms of actually the series moving on, there's some quite important stuff in this episode, even though the vast majority of it is just clips of Ross and Rachel getting together. We basically follow the whole Ross and Rachel story thus far, don't we? Which largely is it going wrong and a couple of times they've broken up and then infamously on a break and things like that, which makes for quite a bleak episode. Yeah, like, it is, isn't it? It's- all the low moments in that relationship compiled together and just they're both really unhappy. And it's quite, when you put all it in together, like the Ross and Rachel story isn't actually that much of a happy one because they're no longer together. So you're just highlighting how (laughs) turbulent it's all been and how many arguments they've all been. And it makes it really quite bleak. It's such a good point that, isn't it? Because this is only, don't forget, season four. So actually the big resolution of Ross and Rachel is still six years away. So actually, yeah, yeah, like you say, all we've really got is basically the couple of skirmishes where they had a kiss, they got together for a bit and then they broke up. And the majority of those clips are, yeah, you're right, the bit with the list and the bit with where we were on a break and the letter and all of that sort of stuff and where Julie comes and Rachel's sad. And it's just all the worst bits, isn't it? And the other thing about it is as it goes through showing how turbulent that relationship's been, and this is all under the overall sort of now umbrella of Rachel deciding whether or not to go to the wedding. Mm. And you just think, well, of course she's not going to. When you look at the circumstances of that relationship, like, why would she put herself through that? It's that, well, we know in the end she does put herself through it. But it seems so obvious that it's not the right thing to do to go. Yeah, there's kind of two points of this episode where I went, obviously, that, you know, where Emily initially goes, oh, are you inviting Rachel? And I thought, of course he's inviting. Like, you've seen this social group and how they function in what world could he get away with not at least inviting Rachel like yeah it's 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 a foregone conclusion he must invite Rachel because otherwise there's going to be hell to pay so he has to invite her and actually at that stage it does look like everyone's just presuming that Rachel will come but you, you're quite right when you just look it up all and down she's not having the best time at all with this relationship is she and no. it's just at a stage where it would be so bizarre if she was there, you know, as we know from later episodes. It's not actually that far away. This is only, weirdly, this is only two episodes before the wedding. So they've pulled out a clip show. I'm I'm guessing they spunked the budget on London, mate. They they were like, (laughs) right, we've got to really pay for these flights to get everyone over. Uh, So this is why we're doing a little clip show. It's quite a big step in a sitcom's sort of storytelling to do the first clip show like this because all of a sudden you're completely kind of changing how the narrative of that show right. works. You're playing with timelines in a way that they haven't done that before. Yeah, it's not like they've done one every season so far and therefore we know there's one coming. It feels slightly strange, doesn't it? Because it is a it is a big moment in the storyline, in the Ross and Emily uh, and therefore Rachel's storyline is quite a big moment. And they actually, you know, the mailing of the invitation, which we'll get onto, and her saying, you know, I, actually, I'm not coming to this wedding. These are big moments in the ongoing saga. Um, yeah. But yeah, like you said, they're just punctuated by basically the whole story of Ross and Rachel. But there's a few things. Look, let's not get too into the bleakness of this episode. Let's uh, sure. let's look. <laughs> in fact, let's start, Pete, by going completely the way. Uh, Can you please repeat what you text me as soon as you put this episode on? (laughs) Well, the first thing I noticed, because I needed to know what number the episode was, obviously, so I could find it on my streaming set, Netflix, so I could find it on Netflix. And um, I noticed on the Wikipedia page the name of the director of this episode, which (laughs) I don't ever remember encountering this name before, which I absolutely would remember had I done so. Um, 
Peter Boners. And it's even better because it's Boners with a Z. Yeah. It's like a really street version of Boner. Yeah, like school must have been so tough for that guy. Poor old Peter Boners. Yeah, but you know, ultimately, Peter Boners has gone on to direct friends. So Look at him now. Screw all those people that made fun of his surname. (laughs) But yeah, Pete sent me a screenshot on WhatsApp of his notes so far, which were uh, two lines. One at the top saying the one with the invitation and just underneath (laughs) saying Boners. (laughs) I I would like to point out I have since added to those notes. That's not like all I have to say is already done. I Peter should hope so too, done. Pete. Otherwise we are basically <laughs> ready to wrap up already. <laughs> Let's set the scene. So Chan, this this starts the frame. Strange of, opening as well. Yeah, it's a really strange opening. Strange and, opening because Chandler, Joey and Phoebe is a strange combination. Mm, yeah, and, and, and they're not really doing anything. So again, when you first watch this, you would never even uh, clock that it's a slightly strange opening and then this is how the episode ends as well but the three of them are basically mm. in the coffee house and when you boil down what happens in this coffee house for some reason Chandler and Joey are feeling like they're not doing anything because they're not getting married and they're not having babies so they need to do something it's big. It's quite so, a deep conversation. Yeah so they're both having a well, bit of an early midlife crisis aren't they and they're both just going we need to do something big so they decide obviously to climb Mount Everest. Yeah. Which is the you know, the natural progression from we're sitting in a coffee house and we're not very good grown-ups yet, so why don't we climb Mount Everest? Then Phoebe points out how much it costs to climb Mount Everest. Then they talk about renting a film called Everest, which That's I- the strangest bit. Like the <laughs> way that Joey's idea of climbing Everest it comes from I've seen like an advert for a video. And yeah. so they they plan on getting the video from like a video rental place. Yeah. But then Joey realizes they can't do that because it's only available by mail order. Like it's such a <laughs> It's aged really badly because obviously that is just completely irrelevant now. But even at the time, that's odd. Like there's this film I've seen advertised, but you can only get it by ordering it in the post. Yeah. So what? So I looked up the film and it's a 45 minute film that came out in 1998. So it came out in March 1998. So it can't have been much before. Uh, this episode was filmed. Uh, so yeah. I presume maybe, you know, maybe it's like the Fire Festival doc. Maybe this is just the thing that <laughs> everyone was talking about at the time. Do you know what I mean? It's like that thing of the moment. And we'll definitely forget about it in 21 years. Um, but yeah, it's a 70 mil uh, documentary film about the struggles involved in climbing Mount Everest. Uh, <laughs> and it was released to IMAX in 1998. I didn't even know they had IMAX in 1998 and became the highest grossing film made in the IMAX format. Now, I can't imagine that's still true, uh, but it's narrated by Liam Neeson um, and it only lasts 45 minutes. But, you know, it's on my hit list now, Pete. I'll have a watch. I, it didn't ever occur to me that they might actually be referring to a genuine show. I just thought it would be Joey throwing in... I thought it was a bit of a laboured excuse to mention climbing Everest. But yeah, they talk about that for quite a while, realise they can't get it. So to conclude, they just stay in Central Perk and have a coffee and decide yeah. at some point they will rent Die Hard. <laughs> that, that's, yeah. all, that's all that comes of it. So that episode is entirely framed by that before we move to Ross and Emily doing their invitations and and sort of going, should we invite Rachel? Should we not invite Rachel? And then here starts basically all the clips. And we've sort of touched on this already. There's no point in going through them because we've obviously seen all these clips before and we've talked about a lot of them as well. There are a lot as well. There are a lot. It it really jumps probably about like eight, nine, 10, 11 times 
between yeah. different Ross and Rachel moments. And they're all very condensed. It is a very condensed version of the history of Ross and Rachel. Definitely. A couple, weirdly, a couple of them, um, they edit one of them. So the scene where Ross and Rachel kiss for the first time yeah. um, and he's in the rain outside Central Park and Rachel's trying to open the door. Um, did you notice that? So she unlocks the top lock and then in the original clip, she tries the door and the bottom lock isn't... It gets is, stuck, yeah, doesn't it? Stuck. And they yeah. just edit all that out, which I guess is just for time. But the, uh, the the main thing I noticed was the scene where Ross screams, we were on a break, Yeah. to Rachel. So they're lying in bed and, you, you know, you'll remember the bit, um, if you haven't seen this episode recently, where they've done the letter, they've done all that stuff, and then they're back in bed and Rachel's doing that thing where she slaps him on the face and going, if time was all you needed to get a little perspective. Yeah. And he screams, we were on a break. Uh, and in the original episode, you don't see Ross scream it. In the original episode, it cuts to a shot of Monica's apartment, Monica and Rachel's apartment, which is empty. Do they hear it? Yeah, they and hear you, it from the outside. Yeah, and you just hear it through the through the door. It's just this loud thing, and you just get a shot of the empty apartment, uh, which I just thought it was interesting that in this clip show, they've obviously stayed on Ross, and you see David Trimmer scream, we were on a break, really loudly into Jennifer Aniston's ear, and she turns away. And, <laughs> and she covers her ears. Yeah, she covers her ear, which I imagine wasn't in the script, and it's just her going, fuck, this is loud. All these flashbacks that are sort of establishing early days of Ross and Rachel. Yeah. When you see them all neatly compiled together like this, and there must have been a, this must have been sort of the intention given the timing of it. You said it's what, a couple of episodes before the wedding? Yeah. It feels like this big reminder that Ross and Rachel have so much more going on and so much more story and history than Ross and Emily. And it feels like one big sign that regardless of where the next couple of episodes go, there's still more for Ross and Rachel in the long run. Yeah, you know what it, I mean? It just it makes it feel like Ross and Emily are doomed because they just don't have anything on that level. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And it was something that when I was watching it for the podcast, I thought it's a slightly strange um, moment to, yeah, basically bask in how big a deal Ross and Rachel is. Uh, Completely undermines Ross and Emily as a thing. Right, exactly. And at this point, I presume what has, has happened and maybe this is the reason they did the first clip show is because we know Helen Baxendale was originally supposed to still be in Friends and Stay and Ross and Emily were supposed to be married but what you can notice in a couple of scenes in this is or, or what it looks like is the start of a baby bump uh, on Helen yeah. Baxendale forming so I presume what has happened by this time is that Helen Baxendale's got pregnant, decided she doesn't want to stay in America, which is what we're led to believe happened, and has then said, look, I'm out, I'm, I'm out. So the uh, the producers have gone, cool, right, here's what we do. This isn't, Ross and Emily isn't anymore going to be a thing. So Yeah, this we, is how we fix it. We need to reset that Ross and Rachel's a big thing, uh, push all this, and then that obviously leads and drives towards the I, Ross, take the Rachel thing. I can't recall too many sort of Emily scenes like none of them other than the uh the actual wedding are particularly memorable there's obviously when they break up over the phone because she yep. finds out that rachel's still there but the, I, I this episode with the start where they're writing the wedding invitations as you say emily's being sort of painfully polite and she's sort of offering tea in this sort of postcard British way but it's not even just tea it's Earl Grey because that's <laughs> even more sort of inherently British isn't it it's a very there's another uh, moment a little bit later when Monica is looking at the wedding invitation she says oh you're getting married and in London it's so romantic she makes a point of it being 
particularly romantic because it's in London. Yeah. Which obviously is like such a broad comment, <laughs> but it's this American postcard version of Britain, right. which is all shown via Emily, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And that all obviously is building up to this finale of season four. But here's the thing, right? What the main thing from this entire episode, and there's not much left to talk about because there's only about, what, three or four minutes of actual plot in this episode. But when it cuts back from the clips, the next couple of times, it's Ross at a mailbox. Why is Ross posting (laughs) wedding invitations to people that he sees (laughs) every day, every single day without fail? He is at their apartment and they both live on the same corridor. And yet somehow Chandler's doesn't arrive. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And it's, that's a funny moment. And it's a lovely little Chandler moment, isn't it? When, uh, did you get your invitation? No. And there's a really nice line where Joey says, uh, Oh, I get to bring a guest. So we'll show him. (laughs) Also it was an interesting thing because I know that's a throwaway comment for a joke, but again, this is what we do on this podcast. We, you know, overanalyze things to a hyper degree. Why would, Ross and Emily give them plus ones because Joey's not in a relationship at the moment. So if you invite someone to a wedding with a plus one, it's either their long-term partner or it's just going, do you know what? Bring a date. It's that sort of wedding. We're going to have a, you know, fun. Are they thinking that well, Joey's Not just gonna... bring a date, bring a date across the Atlantic. Exactly. Are they thinking that Joey <laughs> is going to know somebody that he can be like, do you want to come to a wedding in London? Do you want to just hop on a, hop on a plane? Again, Irrelevant to the plot, but what are you giving plus ones for, Ross and Emily? I think that is overambitious. None of them do bring plus ones, do they? It's, no one takes anyone with them. No, no, of course they don't. If anything, there are fewer friends at that wedding than there normally are. There are six of them normally, <laughs> and there's only four, then five at the wedding. So, yeah, yeah. very much no plus ones. Hi guys, it's Angelo Epithemia here, telling you to please listen to the Brian and Roger podcast. Now, I don't know who's written it, but whoever it is, is probably a genius. So I think you should give it a listen, because it's such great stuff. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
So we see um we see Ross mailing these letters, and the only other thing that I noticed was the way Rachel's surname was spelled with an extra e. With an extra e. Now, yeah. I weirdly have always spelt Rachel Green with an e because of that. I think because that's the only time I've really seen it written down. But everywhere else is pretty much documented without an e. Yeah, and I don't know. I, don't, I just don't know. I've got nothing for you. I mean, Ross should know, shouldn't he? Yeah, you'd think. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Does Rachel's surname have an E? Guys, we just don't know. The end. That's all I've got. I wonder if what is sort of official... I'm, I'm Googling. What is canon? Yeah, everywhere seems to just refer to it as no extra E. Yeah. So it's a strange sort of prop quirk. Yeah. There are very few references to it with an extra E. I've just, while searching for her name, I found a title of an article titled We Ranked Rachel Green's Best T-Shirts. <laughs> Which what? is some real niche content, isn't it? Yeah, but what's number one, Pete? Click on it. Um, 17 they've put in a... The ultimate winner is a very late Rachel Green t-shirt. It's when she's having her thing with Joey and she's wearing a t-shirt with... Uh, a white t-shirt with some lips on it and written in the lips is Save the Drama for Your Mama. Oh, that is niche, isn't it? So there you go. That is the definitive take the thing i often think when reading those adverts is that somebody for the sake of a throwaway clickbait article has basically (laughs) had to watch 10 seasons of friends because yeah like that's not the sort of thing you can really even google and say you know what the jenna aniston wear you basically have to watch them all and document them t-shirt by t-shirt don't you also some of them are very generic there's one where she's just wearing a sort of um mint green t-shirt with uh white edging i describe it as and the description on the article is great shape great color great t-shirt right so what's really happened there is this person spotted maybe two really good t-shirts <laughs> and then gone i need to bulk out this article and has picked basically 20 other episodes at random documented what she's wearing in those and ranked the them. next one is literally a plain black t-shirt <laughs> so um yeah there's there's really not that much to go on no absolutely not well there you go so well uh, look at least, Pete, in this episode we've concluded which is Rich Green's best t-shirt, even if we don't know how to spell a surname. <laughs> but, I mean, that's basically it, isn't it? That's I think that covers the one with the invitation uh, for this first yes. mini-episode um, of the clip shows. Uh, so, should we, should we call it there, shall we? Yeah, I think so. I think we've covered that one pretty comprehensively. We can tick it off. Yeah. Done. Done and dusted. Let the record show we are covering every episode of Friends, uh, no matter how little actual original plot there is in it. Uh, So that's the one with the invitation done. Next week we'll do another mini special and the next clip show in sequential order is the one with Mac and Cheese, which is one where we both went... Is that a clip show? Like we, yeah. we, that's quite a memorable episode—the one where Joey's going up for mac and cheese. But that is also a clip show. Uh, I haven't watched it yet for next week's podcast, but I'm looking forward to remembering how that shapes up. From memory, that's a great episode. Yeah, well, exactly. So, I remember a lot of things, but I guess Joey's in mac and cheese for quite a while, isn't he? And there's various yeah. bits of um, plot that go to it, so I don't know exactly which bits of it from memory are in this first episode. But yeah, it's a, it's a clip show, guys. So me and Pete back next week talking about the one with mac and cheese, uh, which is season six, episode 20. Uh, again, towards the end of that season. Uh, but yeah, that'll be the one we are talking about next week. If you want to go away, have a little watch. Uh, and then the following week, we'll be back with new friends, new exciting friends on Friends with Friends. Hashtag friends. 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 <laughs> 
And thank you so much. Uh, if you are a regular listener to Friends with Friends, now we're going to do that thing that people do in podcasts, but they do it for a reason, Dave. Mm, they do. Uh, if you enjoy Friends with Friends, uh, please rate and review us on your uh, chosen podcast app because it will help more people discover us and more potentially friends. Yes, it will. And that is, tr- do you know what? We've never done that in the entire history of this podcast so far. Uh, no. Which some would say we didn't want to bombard you with uh, messages about rating and reviewing yeah. and pushing our podcast. But others might say we've just forgotten every single week so far. <laughs> and this is the first week where we have remembered to do it. Uh, but if you do like the podcast, but also on Twitter at FriendsWF, uh, at FriendsWF. Uh, so do pop along, give us a little follow, say hello. Um, and uh, yes, we, we, you know, it's nice to chat, isn't it? Nice to chat to people about friends. Yeah, exactly. See you next week. Bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like... You know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> this was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. Like, you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.